welcome to the Win-Win Podcast. I am your host, Shauna Samellon. Join us as we dive into changing trends in the workplace and how to navigate them successfully. As recent research from Sales Enablement Pro found, 92% of organizations believe that having a dedicated enablement team has helped improve sales performance. But in a financial climate where organizations are trying to do more with less, how can teams actually prove impact? Here to discuss the business value of sales enablement is Gerard Green, the Vice President of Product Marketing here at Highspot. Thanks for joining us, Gerard. I would love for you to tell us about yourself, your background, and your role here at Highspot. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for having me, Sean. I lead product marketing here at Highspot. I fell into space around 2014. I joined a tech company to lead their product marketing function after spending 10 years with, with Gartner. And before that, I even taught seventh grade math. So it's a little bit of a nuanced, diverse background, but I'd say that, you know, my primary role and responsibilities here at High Spot is really about forging connections. The goal is really to get everyone on the same page with regards to our product value message. Uh, we have to explain to our, our audience, both internal and external, what High Spot does, how High Spot does it, how that is different from the way competitors and substitutes and alternative solutions do it. And then why that all matters. And we work to do that in the world where the product's going to change every six to eight weeks. We do it in the world where our competitors' products change every six to eight weeks. They make moves, they make changes, we adjust. And I'd say there's never a dull moment in the world of of product marketing. So that's a little bit about me and what we do. I lead a phenomenal team of individuals who are passionate, who are incredibly gifted, who, who embody the mission of making this discipline something that is not only well understood internally, but externally. And like I said, never, never a dull moment in the world with PLOs and shows and folks with the high spot and testing. Well, we're excited to have you here because I think PMM is one of the closest partners to sales enablement. And I'd like to get your perspective on on the market landscape. I'd like to focus a little bit on the current business landscape. What are some of the common pain points that organizations are experiencing in today's climate? And from your perspective, how can sales enablement help solve those? Yeah, totally. We, we've we 100% seen a shift from earlier in the year where it felt like the mission was kind of grow at all costs to now where the mission is really a focus on resilience and it really has moved to a model for efficient growth. And really where companies that we're talking to now are having conversations with us is about making sure that they can get the most out of any investment that they make. Uh, the purchases are under scrutiny. Uh, more so than ever, uh, a lot of what they're looking to invest in goes across the, the CFO's desk at a certain threshold. And it's really difficult for an organization to, to understand in earnest where they should place bets and determine which investments are the most critical. Um, they got to manage a couple of things, right? They have to manage their, their selling and GA costs. They also have to manage the, the cost of goods sold. They have to answer some really difficult questions. Is this the time for them to double down uh, on sales and marketing? Is this the time for them to invest in product? Is this the time for them to invest in talent, particularly in, in tech, where you see a lot of talent in the market now to unfortunately to layoffs? Is this the time for customers or organizations who can maybe use and bring some of that talent in, into their organization? And obviously comes at a cost. 
for me to put them in a different position on the other side of, of, of this recession. So I don't envy a lot of these organizations, but being a leader at such an organization put, puts me in a position to, to drive and have some of these types of do we launch new products? Do we enter new markets? Do we think about our, our pricing model? There's so many options on the table, but I think at the end of the day, it really shouldn't be a debate about whether or not we need to improve the productivity of our sales teams. And when we talk about productivity, I think there's, there's been a lot of debate. I, I always looked at it as, look, you gotta make your salespeople more effective, help them win more deals faster, and then make them more efficient, help them navigate all the things that they need to do internally, make it easier for them to find the content, make it easier for them to take the training, make it easier for them to do a lot of the activities you're asking them to do. And that combination of making them more effective, giving them time in the day back, I don't think has ever proven to be a, a losing proposition. And so to answer your question specifically, I don't, I don't see where you can't afford to not do enablement. This is this is what good enablement does. It does both. It makes your sellers effective. It makes your sellers efficient. It helps them get the resources they need. It helps them be more successful more often, right? You, you open with the notion that organizations doing enablement just perform better. And it's, and it's right. When, when it's done right, your sellers have the content they need. They have the guidance. They have the training. They can achieve their goals more often. And, and I'd also talk to leadership about ways to make sure that it can identify where you may have soft spots in your go-to-market execution. It may help you identify gaps in product confidence. It may help you identify weaknesses in certain geographies or segments or industries. And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, it may even help you manage out your poor performers a, a little bit faster. But again, I, I think you and I talk about this a lot. I, I don't see how you can't afford to have enablement in a climate where every dollar matters, every investment is critical, and you really are relying on your sales team to do everything in their power to, to close as much business as possible. Absolutely. Like you said, in today's business climate, uh, every investment matters. So, you know, for those of you that might be a little less familiar in the audience, Gerard, I'd love for you to share, why do you believe enablement is a strategic investment then for businesses? Yeah, 100%. I think whether you have 10 sellers or 10,000 sellers, you need those salespeople to know what to do. <laughs> what are they doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month? And asking those sellers to understand your corporate or go-to-market strategy can be too big of a jump. And quite frankly, probably not the best use of their time. What, what we find and what we found over the years is that your sales folks really do need the strategy broken down into the discrete actions that they can perform. Uh, it's on the go-to-market leadership team, whoever owns go-to-market strategy in the organization, whether that's sales, whether that's marketing, whether that's revenue strategy, whether that's services to develop and execute that strategy, and then measure the execution of that strategy in a way that makes sense. You are informing your sales team on the best ways that you believe they need to go execute that. And you need to be deliberate and specific about how that happens. And too often, you know, we find that go-to-market teams don't really have insights into what is working. So they end up doing everything. They end up asking sellers to do a bunch of events that to them may feel random, may feel disconnected, may feel like don't, you know, necessarily connect the dots across all the things that they need to do. And those mismatches it, it is when things get funky. And enablement really is the function that helps to put all those things in context. Uh, enablement, I would say, it's like, it's like this Rosetta Stone 
of the go-to-market strategy, if things can kind of go and be translated through enablement, who does a phenomenal job in kind of contextualizing what the seller needs to do and what good looks like. Again, I don't see how an organization functions well in any market that is changing and dynamic where the ask of your sales teams change on a pretty fluid basis. So to, to, to me, it's the ability to drive change at scale, adapt to changes quickly, and the ability to measure what's working. Enablement, when done well, as you know, can, can do all those things. Absolutely. Now, to some, sales enablement is still a relatively new concept. I mean, in comparison to some of the more traditional departments within an organization, like a traditional sales or traditional marketing department, which means that, you know, some business leaders may not fully understand its value. What are some of the key things that executive leaders should know about the power of enablement and its potential to drive business impact? Yeah, totally. Great question. And so for product marketers, we we feel that as well. Like a lot of times when we talk about the partnership between the product marketing team and enabling team, we share a lot of the same war stories in terms of does the business understand what, what it is we do. And I think where enablement has typically struggled is the evolution beyond just sales training or sales content. It's so much more than both of those things. Typically it'd be on the marketing organization or the product marketing organization to create content to give to sales teams. And typically the executive team has lost its sight or concepts into whose job is it to distill and break that content down for the sellers. See a lot in sales enablement. This is the training function, right? This is just the place where sellers get onboarded, get trained, get the battery put in their back and then sent out to go execute, right? No, it's a little more extensive than that. So We've seen the world where enablement and product marketing are more than just content. And sales enablement is more than just training. Strategic enablement, as we kind of elevate the discipline, um, is about making sure all that content has the right context. It's training. It's making sure everyone understands that mission, understand what good looks like, is prepared and ready to execute uh, at a moment's notice. The other big unlock that I think executives have to understand, it's about coaching. To reinforce those desired behaviors. Biggest lesson I've learned in my, in my high spot tenure is that enablement lives and dies with your frontline sales managers. When sales reps have questions, the first person they ask isn't the marketing person who wrote the white paper. Uh, it isn't to the enablement team or the onboarding team that drove the training. It, it's to their frontline manager. And if that manager isn't aligned, isn't on the same page, there is chaos. And I think that's where the ability to tie together the content, the guidance, the training, the coaching, finally the analytics is the thing the executive team should think about the enablement lens through. It, it's about outcomes. It's not about rep satisfaction. It's not about whether the plays are being run or the content's being downloaded. It is about connecting the dots, showing the impact and the influence of the enablement program I guess the outcomes the business want to drive. Otherwise, you look like and will be funded like a cost center. And so again, the, the challenge is for enablement to step up and meet the moment where you can effectively translate the enablement investment to get into the business outcomes that are desired by the executive. 
Absolutely. I mean, right now, I think a lot of companies are under pressure to not only protect the bottom line, but also achieve, you know, more with less. And so the ability to prove return on investment is essential. How can enablement professionals prove the ROI of enablement and just continue to reinforce its value? Yeah, 100%. I I, I see, again, feel this one a lot. I I think it's that linkage. Um, The story and the context you want to provide is the one that says the reps who are doing the things you want, the reps who are consuming the content and pitching the content and coming to training and, and, and listening and being kind of reinforced and coached by the managers the right way are the ones that are performing better than the ones who aren't doing those things. The ability to show that linkage may not seem easy. And again, I don't think any investment in any program or any software is going to provide a 100% link. But your job and your objective as the person leading the function is to show the directional causation of it. Generally speaking, do you find that the reps who are doing the things that you've asked them to do are performing better than the ones you aren't? You're closer to telling your value story by using the things that the business cares about. They 100% care about whether the reps are happy. They 100% care about the content being used and downloaded and the trainings being attended, but they care about revenue performance a lot more, right? They care about, you know, reducing the churn rate a lot more. They care a lot more about reducing sales churn rates. There's a lot of things that they care about at the top level, right? The things that they report to the board uh, around. It's on enablement professionals and enablement teams to link their performance to those things. That, that level up becomes really critical. And again, when, when done well, the right set of analytics and the right set of insights, you may find validation on some of the challenges that you hear from the sales team. You, you might have a product problem. You might have a product market fit problem. You might have a narrative problem, but you might not have a sales problem in certain pockets. You might not have uh, an enablement problem, right? There, there's something that is working for a certain cohort, and that's enough of a string to go pull to understand what you can do to continue to drive the right behaviors and reinforce the right values so that you can get those outcomes more often. Those insights you get often become gold. And I would just challenge you not to try to boil the ocean, but just get directional in terms of the influence of your enablement program on seller outcomes in a given cohort, and then continue to double down in places that, that are working and then be honest and start to pull back from the areas that aren't working as effectively. But you can't do it without those insights. You'll continue to throw content over the wall, training over the wall, coaching advice over the wall with no connection to bottom line outcomes, which puts us back in a spot where we are just a very expensive cost center, which none of us want to be doing that. Absolutely. I think for enablement practitioners to be able to pull those insights, obviously, though, they need to be able to optimize their tech stack, including Highspot, to maximize the ROI of enablement. So, you know, I know we've talked a lot about sales tech mayhem, you know, inside yeah. conversations we've had over the last year. But how can teams, from your perspective, maybe go about optimizing their tech stack? Yeah, totally. I mean, just, you know, open and real. One of our guided principles, you're, you're asking the product marketing leader at high spot, like how to, how to optimize the tech stack. I, I have a bias. I show it all the time. But I do think there's a world where you recognize that the fewer tools you have, the easier it is to measure impact. And I think coupled with some of the economic uncertainty we talked about a few minutes ago, you do see a world in a mandate for a lot of organizations to just reduce the tech stack. There are solutions out there 
They claim to do a lot of things. And I think the tendency is to try to do a suite-based approach where one vendor promises the world and you can consolidate and get the data and get everything integrated. It's a great promise on paper, but sometimes it's difficult to deliver on. And what we tend to see is organizations doing more best of breed, but doing fewer best of breed purchases. And what I mean by that is you'll see typically four cohorts of the tool types, right? You, you don't find any business that does not have a CRM system in some capacity. So I need something to kind of manage my records, my opportunities, my leads, my contacts, all that fun stuff. You need a CRM, no one's gonna debate that. You typically also need a system that gives you kind of intelligence and insight around the ways that your sales team is managing those opportunities. It's where you see tools like, you know, Clary that can help you, you know, with forecasts and pipeline management. Those are really effective kind of intelligence tools that you know, use AI to help you get, do a better job of predicting what is going to happen. You also see investments in things like engagement tools. So these are the tools that let the sales team perform a bunch of activities at scale with regards to the way they engage their prospects and customers. Those are phenomenal. Those do a great job of kind of, you know, one to many touches and cadences. No one's gonna argue that the, those tools don't make sense. And then we see this kind of massive explosion in, in our own enablement space. And I think we see that for, for two reasons. One, it's the tool that drives behavior change that you need for the other three types of tool. So your CRM system is kind of, again, records management, that system of record, you have your systems of insight, which you give you intelligence. You have systems of engagement that let you kind of communicate the scale. But none of those tools in themselves are the things you use to drive behavior around. And I think enablement gives you a nice two for one in that you can absolutely say the change we need to drive is about the way we go to market, the way we sell, the way we position, the way we market, the way we disposition, the way we package, the way we price. You can use enablement tools to do all those things. But a really fun cheat code is that you can also use enablement tools to do the training and enablement on the other tools you bought. So again, that positive correlation of teams that have the enablement function and can actually put programs on how to use the CRM tool, how to use the engagement tool, how to use the system of insight and intelligence tool, the forecasting tool, is a great way to not only drive kind of your foundational onboarding, but to also now create another set of analytics, another set of insights on the correlation between effective tool usage and sales performance. So again, I, I'll never sit here and say you only need four tools, you're going to make the best decisions for your business, but you know, at the end of the day, we see enablement as the one we use to drive behavior change on and not to see the impact of that change of behavior in ways that other tools don't give you. So, so again, I show them a little bit of bias in China, but I, I think part of what, what, what we do in terms of the value of enablement goes beyond just sales performance. There's a lot of internal value we see teams ascertain from it. They go a long way to driving adoption from some of your other key investments in a climate where getting the most out of your investments is critical. Absolutely. I mean, to echo what you said, how teams tell the story of their value can really make a difference in how that information is received, particularly by executive leaders. And, you know, presenting key metrics and data is, is definitely important, but there's a component of that storytelling element that is just absolutely critical. At Highspot, we always want to help our customers tell their story. What advice would you give to our listeners on how they can begin to tell that value story to their business? Yeah, absolutely. To, to borrow our kind of product marketing mantra, it's, it's all about the level up. It's 
Yes, absolutely metrics that the enablement team needs to improve performance. So absolutely a focus on whether or not the enablement content's being used, whether the training's being attended, whether the pitch templates are, are good and up to date, whether all that's covered. That's phenomenal stuff you need to run your business with. I promise you again, your boss's boss does not care about that stuff at the same level you do. Your boss's boss cares about revenue. They care about productivity. They care about protecting uh, the base, right? They care about making sure that churn rates don't move into a place that they don't want it to move, right? The things that they need to report to their board of directors on are the things that they care about. The job is to show enablement stability to impact those numbers, those metrics, those measures uh, in positive ways. I'm not going to tell you it's easy to do. I'm going to tell you that there's some work that needs to be done positively inferences the enablement activities with the business outcomes. When you have tools like HighSpot, this becomes heck of a lot easier. But ultimately, the onus is going to fall to your ability to tell that story. There's a million things you could measure across your platforms, but the ability to tie together the impact of the investments made in enablement, a dollar spent in enablement translates into two, three, four, eight dollars for the business. It's easier for other teams to do that. Sometimes it's easier for marketing. Sometimes it's a lot easier for sales. It's pretty, pretty easy to sell. But enablement's got to use some of the same systems, the same techniques to show that that positive correlation. And I think what, what you and I both find is that some of the best enablement practitioners we know come from those nuanced backgrounds, right? They didn't go to college and major in sales enablement and just get into enablement. They come from marketing, they come from sales, they come from services, they've been executives. And so their ability not only to understand how the soup is made and all the connection points, but their ability to tell a story effectively uh, goes a long way. And I'd encourage anyone to take advantage of the multiple resources out there uh, within the enablement community, work and network and connect with some of the folks who are doing this at a high level because I promise you, you're probably doing some of the same programs and some of the same techniques and applying some of the same concepts. I'd be willing to bet that their ability to tell their value story is probably a level higher. And I think it's in the best interest of enablement professionals to, to level up to meet that moment and share those tools, share those techniques, share those templates to not only be better at that conversation, but to up-level the entire discipline as executives come and executives go the ability to really cement and staple enablement as a mission critical function is everyone's job. And so again, I, I just love what the communities within this discipline do to help every practitioner at every level tell a story. Gerard, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated learning from you how to position the business value of enablement. I appreciate the time. Appreciate you. Thanks, John. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Win-Win Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more insights on how you can maximize enablement success with Highspot.